Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Up the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and we are starting the week off right. We had Real Hustles of Atlanta on last night, which I'm taking basically all of my thoughts over to the community over at thedip.com. So make sure you go check that out and use code SPRING. That's S-P-R-I-N-G for 95% off. And as for the podcast today, I'm joined by the hilarious mind behind the Instagram account, Bravo by Betches. He also has two podcasts, Pop Alarm, which comes out Monday through Friday, and then Mention It All, which is this Bravo podcast. Uh, His name is Dylan Hafer. Hi, Dylan. Hi. I'm so happy to be back chit-chatting with you. (laughs) Chit-chatting. I I feel like you and I are in a great mood. I feel like we're in a great mood too. I mean, this is like my first like real thing of the week. I don't feel well rested. That's a lie, but I'm ready. I'm like ready to, I'm ready to talk. I'm never well rested and I just, I'm constantly just on autopilot, like just trying to like make it through. But today I had a bagel and I'm drinking a Pepsi. Like I'm living. Begrudgingly drinking a Pepsi. Yeah, I'm not happy about the Pepsi. I'm a big Coke girl, and this Pepsi is truly sick. Sick. I- Hot take. I'm a Dr. Pepper person. That made my... That just gave me, like, a chill. Like, Dr. Pepper? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, But I also hate Diet Coke. And one time I was, like, I was craving a Coke. Like, that is all I wanted. I was like, I just need it so bad. And I was like, I'm going to go to McDonald's and get a fountain Coke. I sat in this fucking line for 20 minutes, maybe, just to get a large fountain Coke. And I drive away and I take a sip and it was diet. And I'm not joking. I I was at the brink and I almost cried. Yeah, there's such a personality cult with Diet Coke now. And I, I don't hate it, but also like I prefer a regular Coke mm-hmm. and I can't lie to myself that I don't prefer a regular Coke. So like Diet Coke yeah. to me, it's like if it's put before me, I will drink it. But like I it doesn't like hit for me the way I mean, the no. girlies are like obsessed with Diet Coke. It's like a personality trait. And I'm like, I don't unfortunately. I'm not agree. on board. I'm like a full Coke girl. Like it's sick. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I like have an addiction. But yeah. Okay. So enough of that. Um, we're going to talk, of course, Real Houses in New Jersey. We, I need Dylan's thoughts, comments, concerns, feelings, because running an Instagram account in these times of New Jersey is not easy. This season, I don't 
Maybe I'm like, maybe I've memory hold past seasons of New Jersey for my mm-hmm. well-being. But like this season of New Jersey has felt more kind of toxic online than it has in the past to me. Because I feel like in the last couple of years, we've had that vibe with Potomac a little bit, especially the mm-hmm. Monique versus Candace season. Uh, we've had that vibe maybe a little bit with. Like, New York last season was really not fun online. But right. to me, like, New Jersey this year, it just feels particularly like we're in the bad place with, like, the way that the Teresa stands and, you know, they're living in their own world. And then there's people who also think that Teresa is, like, the fucking devil. And I personally feel like I fall somewhere in the middle which right. I I usually do. I feel like for the most part, when there are these really polarized housewives feuds or topics, I usually fall somewhere in the middle because that's kind of how I, that's how I'm able to sort of like live through all of this and <laughs> come out with my like sanity somewhat intact is like, I, I have to kind of like detach myself from really actually giving a shit because I'm, mm-hmm. re- I'm like required to give a shit. So if I feel too personally about anything, that's like the danger zone. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like they're probably both wrong. Teresa's maybe more wrong, I think than some other people, but like, yeah, I'm never going to be like, Oh my God, she's up fucking bitch and like blah, 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 blah. like it's just not worth it yeah. life's too short no at the moment the episode ends like I don't think about it again until I'm like talking about it on a, on a podcast or whatever I can't I just let it all go because if I don't I'm in danger girl yeah maybe you in danger girl like I just feel like we are fighting for our lives like every day. Like I go online and I'm just scared. What do people have in store for me? Like I'm curious in your life sometimes, do you have like friends or acquaintances or like people you meet who also watch Bravo and they'll be like, oh great, we can talk about this. And you're like, I actually would love to talk about anything else right now. (laughs) You know, I have a friend who she is rewatching all she's Mm. rewatching every season of like every show and that's been fun to like get her opinions on it because she's never seen it and so she's not also getting like the social media stuff too because I feel like that can kind of like make things foggy but yeah I don't really talk about it in like my regular life like my mom will be like I saw your Instagram story and blah 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 I'm like yeah that's (laughs) what's happening Yeah, like I, one of my good friends just has been doing kind of like a catch up and he was watching Atlanta and I'm like, honestly, I would love to talk about Phaedra right now. (laughs) Like that's, that's the kind of topic. Like if you want to rehash like Roni season nine or something, I'm all in, Um, but it's like, I don't actually need to spend 47 hours talking about what happened last week on New Jersey when I'm already talking about it on my own podcast, coming on this podcast, doing my own social media and stuff. Like there is kind yeah. of a limit. And I feel like you have to sort of compartmentalize to, to, yeah, to it's stay really hard. <laughs> well, it's hard to stay grounded. <laughs> it is. Well, my friend, um, yeah, you guys should have heard our earlier chat where we were talking about delivery drivers for like a solid five minutes, but no, like, like Jack my Taylor. friend was doing like, my when friend the- is like reliving it. She literally texted me this morning and she's like, are Giselle and Sherman still together? I'm like, no, no, baby. They're not. Never forget in the height of like early COVID times when Jax Taylor went on a rant about like UPS drivers on Twitter. He's like, these fucking drivers, they just throw the packages. And I'm like, (laughs) is that me? Am I him? Am I Jax? Uh, Are we Jax Taylor? You know what? At least we have self-awareness. Like we know we're annoying. I literally, I'm a monster. Like I was telling Dylan, I'm like, if I'm getting food delivered, like don't look me in the eye. Are you going to buy any of Jax's secondhand clothes on Jax's closet? You know what? There was like a Detroit sweatshirt that he was selling. And I was like, I kind of want that. But like, I don't need to give Jax my money. He's allegedly coming out with a children's book. About what? I don't know. I feel like most of the time when when people do children's books, it's like about bullying or like sharing. And like stuff that I just like don't need Jax's take on. No, Jax isn't into sharing and caring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, this was like back in like early fall, I feel like when Vanderpump Rules was going and they did like a bunch of like press. For some reason, Brax, Jax and Brittany did. And he was like, yeah, I'm coming out with a children's book in the summer. So we'll never see this book. It's never happening. 
Oh, yeah. That was just something. If it wasn't when Vanderpump was on, that was just something he made up to make himself feel good about where he is in life. <laughs> yeah. Britney's bringing home the bacon. Yeah. She's got that I, Jenny Craig commercial. I'm happy for her with the Jenny Craig commercial. I've seen some people like trying to drag her for that. And like, I, I don't know anything about like the ethics of Jenny Craig, first of all. So like, I, Same. I don't know that I'm not, workings. I'm not like standing Jenny Craig, but honestly, that no. seems like a good check for Britney to get. Like, that's a real gig. You booked a commercial. Like- I've seen it on my TV. That's a real job. Jax, meanwhile, is like pretending that he's not running this Instagram account selling his clothes that he had to turn off comments on. Talk to me when you get a real job. <laughs> No, like she's getting that rent a diaper check. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's like I applaud her. And during that interview where he was talking about Sheldon's book, him and Brittany were like kind of arguing because he was like, I really want to move out of LA. I hate California. And she was like, well, we kind of have like all of our friends here and like really good opportunities. He gives when he talks about California, it gives very Caitlyn Jenner vibes where she's like, I don't even know where I can put my plane. And it's like Jax is like, there there's trash everywhere. And it's like, then go. Yeah, then leave. Please go back to Florida. Don't come to Michigan. I hate when he fucking comes here. I hate it. Because then I have people in my DMs like, oh, did you see Jax? I'm like, no, I, wherever he is, I'm ru- I'm running far away. Like, get me away from this man. Get away from me with this Apollo. Yeah, you're not, like, running around Kroger trying to, like, hunt down Jax Taylor. Oh, my God, a Kroger? Right? I, I'm very... I love a Kroger. I'm, like, a, my family's from Michigan, so I'm, like, I get it. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, so you're, like, very well-versed. Yeah. You and I like to talk about our Midwestern roots. Yeah. And our, the delicacies that come along. I'm still waiting for a Midwestern Midwest. Housewives. Like, we've... Is Winnetka happening? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> I don't know. Nikki Glazer is back in St. Louis on Eve, but that's like not the same. I don't know. That's that show's pretty crazy. I watched I the can't. first episode. It was it was like fun. I don't know. Yeah, like it's just like kind of random. E likes to just throw these random shows at us, like the Bradshaw Bunch. That Bradshaw kind of Bunch. Didn't they get a second season? I think yes. they did another. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I that's one of those things where like E at this point, I don't know like what they're goals are like I don't know if they actually want people to watch these shows I guess they do but like mm. you know it's like that's cool what they have going on over there if you're listening um okay so let's talk about New Jersey obviously so Teresa kind of looked terrible at the last reunion yeah I mean she brought it I loved the drama but uh this Joe situation is not good not good at all it seems to me like she has Not that she's ever had the strongest grip on reality, but it sort of feels like she is like drifting so far to the right of like leaning into her love bubble and to Melissa and Joe being horrible. And like it it just seems like she's not really trying to get to a point of understanding with anyone at this point that it feels like she's. She's really like digging in her heels and is like, this is how it's going to be kind of my way or the highway. And I don't know. It just it feels like she's really kind of like hedging her bets on the fact that people are going to stand by her. And I feel like she's Mm -hmm. kind of running out of runway to keep like dragging people and expect that they're just going to respect her because it's her show. And I I don't right. know at this point, like it seemed like for a minute, maybe there were rumors that she was going to be like put on pause next season. Now it kind of sounds like that's not going to happen, but like next season, if she can't kind of get her shit together and play nice sometimes I feel like it's not going to be a fun season for her and I think she's she's kind of she's run out of chances to just like have people bow down to her and I think next season is going to be rough if she still kind of doesn't let up at all yeah I mean it's just kind of not fun to watch her because it's like with her it's like you really can't move forward Like with the ladies of New York, I mean, I feel like if they got into fights, like they were always able to kind of just like quickly move on and like the season Mm -hmm. kept going and stuff like that. But like with Teresa, it's like it just she's fighting with everyone. She doesn't make it easy for them to move forward unless they just a hundred percent are like, you're right. You know, everything you're saying is accurate. And it's just like how I think she's going to I don't know. I kind of can see her pulling like a nini, like where it's just kind of like she kind of seems checked out, like just not very involved and just kind of makes it not fun anymore. Does that yeah, make sense? I think w- 
with her relationship with Louis on season on season eleven, it was like we really only saw it at the very tail end, and it was like it's presented as something new and exciting. And then this season, we sort of saw her. It felt like kind of like retreating into the love bubble, as she loves to call it. And transition was like partial. And there were these moments where it was like she was really just kind of not willing to engage. Like when they went to the ropes course and it was clear that Teresa really only showed up to give them her leggings and to blow up at Jackie and Margaret. And it was like, okay, so you didn't actually have any interest in like participating with the group. You only wanted to show up, say what you needed to say and leave. And this season it was kind of like, it feels like she kind of had like one foot in the group and one foot in the love bubble. And I'm curious slash nervous going into next season. If they start filming at the end of this month, like the rumors are saying like, if she retreats further into the love bubble, then it's kind of like, why are you still on the show? Cause I th- always yeah. with these shows, it's like, I don't want everyone to get along, but I need everyone to, be engaged with to each be other. in the spirit of participation. And I feel like Teresa huh? is like, <laughs> Teresa's the like spirit of participation. <laughs> Teresa's like going a little too far away from the idea of it being about the group. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes me nervous in ter- as a viewer of the show. Cause I'm like, I don't need to agree with Teresa. I, I am perfectly fine with having somebody on the show that I don't like, but mm-hmm. I need them to all kind of play along. Yeah, I totally agree. And like, for me, the biggest, the biggest shock of this reunion is this Dolores mm. Jennifer situation. Because I am a firm believer that Dolores has never really liked Jennifer. They just like got along or they they could relate, I guess, on some level for having <clears throat> like old school values Yeah, and stuff. Like, I think Dolores was like really a good like interpreter for Jennifer, <laughs> like trying to get like Margaret and them to kind of understand where she's coming from. But like, ultimately I think Dolores is like, I'm just going to take that out when it's presented to me and you're awful. And I can finally say that. I mean, I can't wait for to watch them call each other cunts. Like I'm thrilled. Yeah. Like they were in, they kind of seem to have a similar old school vibe and they also were just both in the orbit of Teresa. And I think, mm-hmm. Jennifer, I mean, obviously Jennifer at this point is kind of the one person who seems like a ride or die for Teresa. I don't think you can say vice versa on that. Um, But like with Dolores, it seems like she and Teresa, I think we all agree, will always have this history, this like some sort of bond with each other. But to me, Mm -hmm. this, this reunion feels like the least close Teresa and Dolores have ever been on the show. Obviously, a lot of talk about Dolores not being invited to the engagement party, which is a whole other thing. But it just feels like Dolores will always understand Teresa and maybe have her back in some sense. But I don't feel like she and Teresa are like besties at all. And so I think it almost is now a little easier for Dolores to also kind of divest herself from giving a shit about Jennifer because it's like, yeah, like I always wanted, you know, you always, Jennifer has really always been in a position of needing friends since she's been on the show because Mm -hmm. I think her, the way her confrontation style is and just her sort of whole personality, she pushes people away sometimes. I think, you know, like Margaret and Jackie and Melissa all feel like they've sort of tried with her and that it's not worth it. Whereas Dolores, I Mm -hmm. think was kind of like, putting in the work a little bit more. But yeah, like at this reunion, we finally kind of see her being like, you know what? I don't want to be friends with you. And that is what it is. And best of luck. And it's kind of exciting because we really have had for the last three-ish seasons, it really has felt like kind of split down the middle. Like you have Team Teresa and Team Melissa. And Mm -hmm. the fact that Jennifer and Dolores are now really, it seems like not getting along in any way. Right. That just it like flips the whole group dynamic because all of a sudden it's like, okay, so is this going to mess up Dolores's bond with Teresa if she's, you know, Jennifer's enemy? And then who's going to because Dolores, I think, has always sort of been like the swing vote. And I'm excited to see that more in action, I guess. Yeah, I and what really shocked me was that 
Dolores was like, I didn't even know about the engagement party. Like, Teresa never called her before and was like, hey, I'm not inviting you because of X, Y, and Z. It was like, she just never told her. And that was shocking. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, there is a clear divide here. Like, they're not on the same page right now as friends. And I think Dolores, from just everything that we've seen with her and the way that she handles things, I just don't think she really allows herself to, like, be sad about stuff. So I think like in her heart, she's probably sad that she wasn't invited, but she's never going to tell Teresa that because Teresa doesn't care. You know? Yeah. It, it felt at the reunion when, when they were talking about the engagement party and the other couch was kind of being like, Oh, that's fucked up. And Dolores was like, don't, Mm -hmm. don't turn it. You don't need to turn it into a thing. I'm fine. It felt very much to me like that's her not wanting to talk about it because she doesn't want to really unpack it. Not, I don't want to talk about it because I genuinely don't care. Like, I think whether or not she, you know, maybe she's heartbroken. Maybe she's just a little bit, a little bit annoyed, but I don't think she wanted to really like go there. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. Exactly. Like she just didn't want to unpack it. She was like, I can't do this. Like this is, this is not happening. And I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, Polly character that Dolores is dating that Frank is not a fan of. You know, I just... Have you seen, like, the photos of what he actually looks like versus, like, what he looks like in the pictures that Dolores posts? It's shocking. I... Someone sent the picture to me this morning, actually, and I was like, what? It's weird to me, like, not even to judge. Like, I don't care what anybody looks like, but it's just the the... The difference. The difference between what we see on Dolores's grid versus like a candid photo of him. It's mm-hmm. weird. And it's clearly <laughs> deliberate. A hundred percent. Like for me, like I would feel really some type of way. Like imagine if you were dating someone and like they posted pictures of you and you're like, who the fuck is that? Like that doesn't look like me. But they were like posting pictures of you like where you look different. Like I would be that would I would I would have a complex I would have a real complex. That's going to be like Kim Solciak's daughter, Kaya, when she gets older, she's going to scroll through Instagram and be like, who's that? Yeah. And they'll be like, honey, that's you. <laughs> She'll be like, hey, oh why? My, my nose doesn't look like that. All right. And then we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk Atlanta. Planning your next Disney vacation for the summer? Visit Undercover Tourist, the trusted name in theme park tickets. Get into the park you love for less. Save up to $82 per ticket to the Walt Disney World Resort. With a hotel or a car rental edition, you can save up to 30% off your order. Visit UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast for the lowest prices on all Walt Disney World Resort tickets. Plus, Undercover Tourist offers a 365-day refund guarantee. That's UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. I can't help it. I find Kim Zolciak to be one of the most amazing reality television stars of all time. I know you do. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I know she's I know she's got problems. Yeah. But yeah. But I can't help myself. I'm obsessed with that entire family. Deeply, deeply, deeply concerned about their finances. <laughs> and they're doing they posted on Instagram and it was like they were they were doing something for like their beauty line and it, like the question for Mother's Day and it was like what's the best life advice your mom has ever given you and Brielle said like something about like lipstick and then like Ariana said something about like oh to put bronzer in a shape of a three on your face I'm like that's the life advice <laughs> that's the life advice I was like that is the most Beerman Zolciak thing I've ever heard or Zolciak Beerman thing yeah that it's like it's like what's the best life advice she showed me like tinted moisturizer (laughs) yeah like what wow we're really going deep here that is that's amazing it was was incredible I was like this is why I follow these people because they're just fucking nuts and I love it 
Remember when Brielle got a pink gun for her 21st birthday? Remember when Brielle likes Ted Cruz's like posts about vaccines on Twitter? Oh, oh it's what shocked. a family. It's what a family. And, you know, yeah, they're selling those like beauty boxes, pretty much just of all the free shit that they've gotten that they're trying to sell for like $80. It's really it's really quite fascinating over in the Beerman household. I'm loving it. OK, so Atlanta, I personally I smile from ear to ear every episode. Yeah, the premiere especially, I really, really, really enjoyed. I was living for it. And I'm deeply attracted to Ross. Deeply. <laughs> he's so I like, find him so hot, Dylan. He's so tall. So tall. He's got that voice. Now, I don't love that he's like, listen, if we don't have another baby, we're going to have fucking problems. I don't love that kind of energy that he's bringing, but I do like his look. Yeah. In general, it feels this season so far on Atlanta like they're really trying to make the husbands happen. A thing. Mm-hmm. Like in New Jersey. Yeah. And they've done it on. I feel like they've tried incorporating this on more shows recently. Like I think they saw that it worked on Jersey and they're like, oh, like they'll love it on Salt Lake. They'll love it on OC. And it's not quite working. It's not but the same. I just the scene this week of Ross Todd and Ralph together and they're just like oh yeah like wifey got problems with this wifey don't like that I'm like this is really cursed well it was (laughs) it was cursed I was kind of obsessed with the fact that they looked at Ralph Ross and Todd looked at Ralph and they were like what like they were making fun of him they're like that is you're fucked up for this like for saying, like, I'm a guy. They were like, oh, can't do that because I'm a guy. And I was like, I was laughing. Sam, I, was laughing. I don't think and you for... understand, though. It's really hard to find a massage therapist. So if you if you have an assistant who offers her services, you know, Mm-mm. you have to take her Who's up. also 50. Oh, oh, my God. When when he was like, well, it's like a, if it's a good looking woman and Drew was like, how does she look? And he's and his response to whether his, she's asking whether his assistant is hot. And his, his response is just she's a 50 year old woman. I'm like, and? and he's like, she she was 12 when I was born. I'm like, nothing you're saying here has anything to do with a how she looks or b whether you would or have fucked her. Dylan, when Drew said that she feels like she's always on tumble dry with him, I was oh like, that is probably the most accurate description because, like, the way he just, like, keeps going and it's, like, I find him to be scary. The way that he treats Drew and the way that he's, like, emotionally, like, manipulative with her. I'm just, like, I'm thrilled cameras are there, to be honest. It's one of those things where every time they have a conversation, I in my, in my head when I think about it after, before I watch the episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, they have problems. There might be, like it's a good storyline and they know it, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of maybe being played up a little bit. And then I watch the new episode and it's like, he's a fucking sociopath. Yeah. And he's a maniac. I'm not like, not to diagnose anyone, but like everything, everything he's doing is deeply, deeply cringe and like red flag central. And it's just this, I mean, the end of the episode, this dinner that he arranges for her. First of all, he flies in glam. I don't understand their lifestyle. I got to say they have chef chastity in the house cooking dinner on like a normal Wednesday night. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. where's what's the money situation? She has multiple assistants. None of this makes sense to me, but no, he flies in glam. He dresses her up in a fucking Britney Spears circus outfit to Mm -hmm. come to dinner at his giving Michelle Kwan. (laughs) Kwan. Tanya Harding would live. Yeah. And they're at his Taylor's showroom on the roof. That was Dylan. First, okay. Why there? Why was there no other rooftops? Was there no other like places to go? Like, why the Taylor? She was like, oh, this is where you go. I'm like, what? There's is like going 400 on? roses, which like it was a nice setup. Like, I won't. Beautiful. I'm always confused when they do like a private dinner at places like this because I'm like, where is there a kitchen? Like, what's the food? Like, is Chef Chastity there? Like, is there going to be some like garlic crusted salmon? I don't know the food situation, but it's just like ostensibly this whole thing is set up for him to like 
make her happy again. And then the second she starts talking about any real things that are going on in their relationship, mm-hmm. he completely, not only does he shut down, but he like shuts her down. And he's like, tonight wasn't the night to try to fix anything. It's like, why are we even here? You you right. planned this whole fucking circus extravaganza to fix the relationship and he can't handle when she wants to have like a simple conversation about what's actually causing the need to fix the relationship like it's so wild to me and the like the producer being like babe google gaslighting it's just like (laughs) oh my god it's bad like it's it's really really bad and it's one of the like when she said when the highs are when we're when we're good we're so good but when we're bad we're so the lows are really low Mm -hmm. she's like we need to find like happy medium she was really trying to like just she's like i don't want to keep like sweeping things under the rug like i really want to get to like the root of like and he just completely dismisses her makes her feel crazy and i just felt so bad like she was sitting there and then like the way that she's like then apologizing She's like, wait, why are you mad? Why are you mad? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, Drew, you don't have to be sorry. You didn't do anything. This man is a fucking psychopath, a maniac, as she put it. She says, she says, if me expressing myself means we're not having a good night, what the hell are we doing? And I'm like, yeah, like, I get that it's one thing for him to be like, this night is supposed to be fun and special. Like, let's talk about it later. But it's like, he doesn't want to talk about it at all. He's saying- He's saying, I got you flowers and flew in glam. That means I'm not in trouble anymore, or it should. And for her, she has the completely reasonable expectation that it's like, wow, this is a nice surprise, but like, we also still need to have a conversation about the like real things that you've done that have hurt my feelings. And he's like, why can't you just enjoy the fucking dinner? And it's like, that's not you're mar- like you're married like that's not what this is about right and i mean the montage of the flashbacks of like him just like mm-hmm. gaslighting her and i mean <laughs> that one scene where they're in therapy with the the visors on their faces like those shields i was like that that's a tough look and he did that like weird like little pat on her arm she's like what the fuck like I just don't understand him. I I think he's disgusting and i think he's like what a maniac have college degrees i'm like yeah, they would. Right. He, He's like, look at the degrees on my walls. I'm like, what are you he, fucking talking about? Yeah. Like kids he, bops. He seems to have like a very specific idea of like, I give you this, this, and this. So therefore I can't be like a bad husband or a bad partner. And I feel like this is something that we've seen time and time again with the men on these shows that it's like, you putting a roof over my head doesn't mean that you're like the world's best husband. Like there can be, there's room for a give and take. And I think that's what Drew's saying. Like with the high highs and the low lows, it's like, she doesn't hate him. She doesn't want to not be with him anymore. She wants to like, feel like she's in a relationship where she's not being like left out in the cold half the time. And he's acting Mm -hmm. like she's being like ungrateful and unreasonable. And I, I feel for Drew. And I think, I don't know. I actually thought, I'm curious what you think. I thought people were unfairly harsh on her in her first season because I actually thought while she maybe didn't have the best time like clicking with the group, I thought in a pretty weak season, she did bring some really compelling storylines. And I mean, like there's a reason we all are still talking about the Tampa thing because it was fucking wild. And I think like, I don't like I was glad that she stayed for another season because I feel like whether or not she's an amazing housewife, I do think she's sort of bringing herself to the show in an authentic way. And that I find Mm -hmm. really compelling. Yeah, I you know, I wasn't so sure about her last year, but then when I saw her at the premiere, I really liked how she I mean, she she loves to put on this like air about her like I have a good marriage and like. You know, I'm this career woman, like actress. But then it's like the camera shows us the opposite of that. And I kind of just enjoy the fact that she's just like lying and then gets caught in these lies. Like, I find that to be entertaining. And I also find this whole Ralph situation to be really amazing television. I believe her 
when when she and Ralph are having these arguments, like I believe that, and I'm way more interested in that than when Candy and Todd are bickering about the New Jersey crib. I don't know. <laughs> that pool. Did that we know they? Did we know they had an indoor pool? In like I a basement? No. Like a cavern? I'm like, what is that? Like, is is this a Marriott? Like, I was so confused. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like it was like the hotel done. you would stay out with your. It's like the hotel you would stay out with your parents, and then you would like go down to the pool after dinner. Yeah, like with your soggy towel. Like it just, <laughs> you know, it's just like ew. I, I'm just also not a big fan of indoor pools. Like, I'm just yeah. They kind of freak me out. I because you know what smells. You know it smells like chlorine. I love an indoor pool at like a hotel where it's somebody else's problem. But having an indoor pool in your home just sounds like a fucking nightmare. Sounds like a nightmare. I don't know how you would fill it up. Do you bring a hose in? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I can't I don't ever know. decide how I feel about Todd ever. Like I've never been a fan, but I've also never hated him. Like, yeah, but I also never loved him. I mean, like. I just kind of am just like, yeah, he's there. Because I just don't think Candy needs him. And I think she makes that, like, very clear. And I kind of just am obsessed with it. But, like, yeah, why does I, he have I a condo in New Jersey? I don't have... Yeah, I feel like sometimes on the show, their relationship drama feels a little bit, like, for the show. But I do yeah. I do love the way when Todd is like, you're acting like, you're doing all this alone. And, like... You like I'm not doing nothing. And it's like, yeah, because Candy can do all this alone. Like if she, she's like I literally I was like watching I was watching Z Way yesterday and oh it's God, on so Showtime good. and like the commercial before the show <laughs> is for the new season of The Shy and Candy's in the fucking trailer. It's like Candy's doing that. Candy's producing a play on Broadway. Candy has the restaurants. Candy has all this. I'm not saying Todd does nothing, but it's like Candy can get a bag all by herself. <laughs> and so Candy it's like wrote no scrubs. I Candy like wrote bills, bills, bills. She's the good. one thing with Todd is like I don't think he's like a total loser or like I don't think he's like a I don't think he's like a con man or anything like that. But I do think he is a little insecure sometimes about the fact that it's like maybe he helps Candy get it done in the sense of like logistically, but like in terms of on a broader scale, she could have all this shit without him. Like she would yeah. have there. None of these income streams are things that like Todd Tucker is the reason it's happening. No. That doesn't mean he's that doesn't mean he does nothing. But I'm like, right. Candy could hire somebody to do the job that Todd does. And mm -hmm. so it's like, I think there is a little bit of insecurity there. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think Candy actually feels any type of way about not having her name on the New Jersey condo. No, like it doesn't feel like legit. Like, I'm just like, I don't care about this. And, like, I love Candy. But we have to talk about her as a witch. <laughs> her and Marlo having this full heart-to-heart -heart about raising about children. Marlo's children. <laughs> while Candy has one black contact and one green contact and, like, warts on her face. <laughs> and then she had to, like, I... take the nose off. And it was, like, half of her face was green and half of it wasn't. I was like... What am I watching? Like, why is this happening? They couldn't. Have I just always met for love. I always love on Bravo when people have like real ass conversations in costume. <laughs> you, Dylan, I I have two things in life that I love: when they fight or have serious conversations <laughs> in costumes, or when they're smoking cigarettes. I can't yep. get enough. I love it so much. So when they're talking about Marlo raising these children. Yeah. And Candy is like dressed as a witch and not even like a witch, which is like a silly hat. Like we're talking like full costume makeup. Prosthetic makeup. Green. Yeah. She was green. I was like, her, what? Yeah, her arms were like full alphaba, but like alphabet. uglier. <laughs> yeah. Ugly ass alphaba. Not because Candy's ugly, but because they made her ugly with the nose and of stuff. Course. I had to make that clear. But. You know, I didn't really get what Marla was saying. She was like, you know, you're always cash apping them like gifts. That's so nice. It's so thoughtful. She's like, but I really want you to spend time with them. Yeah. She's not spending time with a baby Ace and baby Blaze. She's not even spending time with them. Why would she spend time with Marla's like grown ass children? That was weird. It was a little weird. I think this is where we're kind of seeing Marlo as a first time housewife. 
And obviously we love Marlo. We know Marlo. She's been around forever. But I think there is going to be a little bit of her having to establish herself as like a full-time presence on the show that it's like you have to kind of do a little bit of like storyline work that she never had to worry about when she was a friend. And so this is where it feels like, yeah, it's maybe a little manufactured that she's like, Candy, why don't you invite over my nephews for movie night? But like, I also think I respect that like, I love that she has a peach and because she has a peach, she kind of has to like play play along a little bit more. Whereas before she could Mm -hmm. just kind of like show up and like mouth off and we loved it. Yeah. And then like leave. Yeah. And and I mean, seeing her, seeing her like getting the boys ready, the, not both of the boys. I can't remember their names, but like one of them ready, Michael ready for homecoming in his, and she's like, get the Hermes belt. And, but I also like, she's like, when she was saying that they had the, she had the Me Too talk with the boys before they, before he went to homecoming, I'm like, she is doing this right. Like she, she's amazing. Yeah. Like, and her talking I, about how like the foster care system was like a lifesaver for her when she was a kid. And now that she like can't imagine not having her nephews. Like I do love that we're really seeing that side of Marlo that we got a peek at the last season or two, but never really got to never got it experience. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so happy that now we get to see that because I remember like Marla was always like the messy one. She was always doing the like hee 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 like with Sheree like in Africa and that kind of stuff. But and then we got to see this Monty side just like a little bit. And Mm -hmm. that really made everybody really warm up to her even more because it's like, oh, like she has like a heart of gold like this. This woman, you know, is really a good person. And now we're getting more of it. And it was just so sweet. Like she was so proud of him and like. They love her so much. And there's like, I love it. It's so pure. It's so pure. Yeah. And then on the flip side of the coin, we have Kenya and Sheree hanging out in the basement of Chateau Sheree. And I'm like, how did we get here? First of all, Sheree's house looked great. It looks great. The the basement looks incredible. Yeah. Kenya was like, the ceilings are so high. (laughs) I'm loving this duo. I really respect the fact that Kenya was like, I can't say one shady thing about this house. <laughs> and for Kenya to say that. Right. You know, she came in like, with a notepad ready to like find whatever was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like she was going to. Yeah. I mean, Kenya would throw no offense. I love my girl Kenya, but like she'll throw shade at anybody. Her own mother. Well, not her mom, but like <laughs> what happened to her aunt. I think about Aunt Lori. I think about her sometimes. But I love this Sheree-Kenya friendship. I just think it's really great when they start off as enemies and then they become friends. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. And Sheree is a fucking professional. And I was not so sure about her coming back. I have to be 100% honest. Okay. Because I was like, because the last time that she did a comeback, I was kind of like not that into it. I was like. Okay, I don't know, but this feels like new energy. She's got, you know, Tyrone up in Pennsylvania. They're not fucking. Call Tyrone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, what? And then we get Apollo in his scarf. Yeah, I feel like Sheree. I, I mean, I've always loved Sheree. I think when she came back the first time. It maybe it didn't necessarily like make sense with the group, but I think she did a really good job. But this time it it feels like the way that they've kind of like retooled this cast, it just feels like everybody kind of like gels sort of like Drew and Sonya aside because they're newer. But like Kenya, Marlo, Candy, Sheree, like they make sense as a foursome to me like that. There isn't kind of like a weird a weirdness where I feel like if you had like, if you were trying to slot in like, uh, like I think if if Portia had stayed, it would have kind of like felt would have been hard. There would have been like. like a weirdness there. Yeah. Whereas like seeing Kenya and Sheree getting along, it's like this is really nice. It just feels it feels nice. It feels right. And I, mm-hmm. for our sake, like I <laughs> don't know if they'll keep getting along, and I don't really care <laughs> but right. like i'm enjoying I it right watch now them fight like and i like when they go like, back and forth seeing sheree kind of or seeing kenya bring this 
tea to Sheree about Candy saying that Drew had the same assistant that Sheree used to have, who's this insufferable man, Anthony, that we met last week about Candy Miss Legendary Burris. And like, like, that is the kind of thing where it's like, this is, it doesn't matter. And that is why I love it, that it's like, Mm -hmm. The idea of Sheree potentially not paying her assistant in the past is the exact type of drama I want to see on this show. I don't need anybody to be going to jail. I just want to see these women get shady with each other. And the fact that it's coming from Drew's assistant, I'm like, yes, Drew, girl, get in the mix. You know, I'm into that. (laughs) I feel like all the all the like puzzle pieces are are getting set up in a nice spot for this season. I think this season's going to be amazing. Like I just feel like it's really dynamic. Like there's so many different things going on with like so many different women and then we have the addition of Sanya who I love and her mother is a star. Her mom is mm-hmm. a literal star and she's got the whole family living in her house. I'm just really into this energy. Like I'm into this whole season. I'm so excited. So excited. No notes. Yeah. I, I had Sonia on my podcast last week and we were talking about that, that it feels like she was really, she was talking about how she had watched the show before she came on for a long time in the past. And I was like, I love that she is not shy about admitting that she is like aware of the show and has seen it because you see mm-hmm. some women come on the show and their ego is like, no, no, no. I was too good for this until the day I said yes to it. And like, that energy while I feel like a lot of the time it's like fictional is it frustrates me because I'm like no 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 I don't want you to feel like you're above this and you're only doing it because they paid you what you asked for it's like I want you to I want you to like get into it and I feel like Sonia Mm -hmm. is one of those people where like she understands what she signed up for and she is like down for it in a way that excites me. Whereas I think sometimes, especially as they've cast some people that have like a bigger, they're known outside the show or whatever. Sometimes it's clear, like maybe like Denise or maybe, you know, some just like, I was waiting for you to name drop. I was like, who are you going to say? Just like some people that come on the show. It's like, okay, yeah, like I, I guess I'll do this. Like my agent told me I should, but I feel like with Sonia, it's like, no, she's here. She's ready. Yeah. She gets it. And also like, these shows have been around for so long at this point. Like you have watched at least one episode. Like you're hearing. Yeah. Are you and kidding? She, Especially if she lives in Atlanta. Like, of course she's going to watch it. Right. She was. And like when I talked to her, she was like, yeah, like as like a black woman in my thirties, this show has been like so culturally relevant for like your entire adult life. Basically. It's like, yeah, yeah. I know what the real house size of Atlanta is. And like, I understand what, what this show is about. And I like, yeah. I like for new housewives to know what they're signing up for because then they're more likely to actually like engage in that versus be like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't, I didn't know I would be expected to be to have drama. And it's like, yeah, that's what this yeah, is. Bitch. This was, yeah, thank you. I don't want everyone to get along at all times. I mean, I also don't want anybody getting like weird with each other and like going like over the top. Yeah. A la Candy and Monique season five. But, you know, you know, I'm excited. Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, just that I'm excited for a season that seems like it's going to be fun and messy, but not so heavy, I'm hoping. Like yeah, the Drew it and, feels good. The, the Drew and Ralph stuff is, like, dark in a way, but, like, I don't need the women to be out for blood. I want them to be, mm-hmm. like, having fun messing with each other, and that's enough. Yeah. I feel good about it, too, because Portia isn't involved. And I'm not a Portia hater at all, but the her and Kenya thing where it's getting a little stale for me, like I was yeah. getting a little bored because they were never going to be friends. They're never going to pretend to be friends. It's just never going to work out. It's very like Teresa and everybody in New Jersey. So it's yeah. like you got to be careful there because that gets old. It gets I so mean, that's old. just what I was saying about how New Jersey has been kind of you know, two sides of the coin for the last few seasons and the Dolores and Jennifer thing is an exciting possibility. I feel like with Atlanta, if they had sort of kept the cast more similar this season, if it was still feeling like a Kenya versus Portia, it would feel very much like, okay, where do we really go with this that's new? Whereas this season, I feel like there is a lot of potential. And between the core four plus Drew and Sonya, I'm like, I don't really know who's going to be getting along 
six weeks from now on the show. And that's exciting. Like the fact that Kenya and Sheree were together this episode, I'm like, I love that they're having fun moments together, but also I have no idea if they're going to stay friends. And like we saw before the premiere, Marlo had like a peach party that was like celebrating her being on the show. Mm -hmm. Dr. Heavenly was there, of course. Dr. Heavenly was there, but Sheree was there, but like Kenya wasn't there. Candy wasn't there. Maybe maybe Candy was busy. I don't know. But I'm like, that's the kind of thing that makes me excited because I'm like, mm-hmm. if all six of the women were at the party, that would be one thing if it's like a press appearance. But I'm like, oh, like who got invited? Who said no? Who wasn't invited? Like that makes me happy because I'm like, I want to see a season where the dynamics are just like up in the air. And that's fun. Yeah. I have a I have my last question for you because this got me thinking actually is, do you think Bravo should have it in like a contract or something that the women aren't allowed to talk about like how Rina kind of like goes off on Instagram like because like you're saying you don't know what's going to happen with this year in Atlanta I love that for me I I get kind of bored like when I already know kind of like what's going to happen with Beverly Hills I think there's a happy medium I I like when we I like when the women drop little like breadcrumbs and hints and especially the fact that so many of them now Obviously, they're on social media. A lot of them have podcasts. They're doing other things. They're in the press. They're making appearances, things like that. I think it's a little unrealistic to expect to just, like, not hear anything. But mm-hmm. I like when they keep it a little vague or when or when we're hearing, like, whisperings of, oh, like shit got crazy on the Aspen trip, but, like, I don't need, I don't need like, somebody to be tweeting from inside the house that it's, like... <laughs> I heard that Rena and Garcelle were having an argument at dinner and Garcelle walked away and now it's bad. All alleged. Like, that's not... I don't need, like, the tea on the new season. I want to, like... I want to be kind of, like... I want to be titillated. (laughs) I want to be, like, excited for it in a way that I'm like, oh, I heard it's crazy, but not in a way that it's like, I heard Marlo slaps (laughs) Charvet. All alleged. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, Dylan. That's so funny. Well, Dylan, tell everybody where they can find you and listen to you. Yeah, I you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer. um, And I have two podcasts you can listen to. Mention it all if you love all the Bravo shit and follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram. And then you can listen to my podcast, Pop Alarm. It's five days a week, five minute episodes, just quick pop culture, entertainment, news breakdowns. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's the whole deal. Yeah. Like, well, thank like you anything, so- anything else? Yeah, anything else you want to drop? <laughs> That's how I feel too sometimes. But my single, my single is dropping, is dropping. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun to talk Atlanta and, of course, New Jersey and just running social media accounts can be a little crazy. Um, so make sure you guys follow him, listen to his podcast, and I will see you guys all on Instagram. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother father kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Rated PG.